Hello, muchachos. Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome with Z. Um, so just going to cut right to the chase. So this podcast is one of the most important podcasts we have done to date. Um, well, not one of them. It is the most important podcast to date. Um, just because it's, it's uh, affecting one of my uh, closest friends, you know, uh, Lucas Visser. He is on today's podcast. And uh, we discussed the importance of this wildfire uh, repel program that was actually cut from funding. Um, and we talk about the importance of it and essentially how it's uh, putting the public safety at risk. Um, so please, please, please give this a listen. Go give it some support. I'll give you the links down in the in the description of the podcast. Um, the best thing you can do is just go check out those links, uh, contact your local MLA um, about the importance of this program because it is a very important program. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll put all the information down in the bio. Um, I'll also be promoting it on the Instagram page, Twitter page. Um, so yes, please go check out those links and give out some support for this Repel program to try and get it reinstated for the 2020 year um, in time. Uh, for them to be able to go fight those fires out in the summertime. So please, please, please go check that stuff out. Uh, it'd mean the world to us. Um, so thank you very much. And like always, I will shut up so you guys can enjoy this podcast. Adios, amigos. <laughs> So making his first appearance on Off the Dome with Z is Lucas Visser. He is back from Saskatchewan, you know, it's a semester out there in Saskatchewan, but he's back, home field advantage out in Edmonton. What's up? How's it going, man? Uh, doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. I appreciate it. You're like one of the. I'm trying to diversify the people I have on this podcast. You know what I mean? Like usually it's just like Tommy or Tyler oh. or some Reagan even. I don't well, hopefully I don't ruin that for you. Oh, you won't, man. So I know you got a, a topic you want to discuss, and that's kind of your your main objective here there, eh? Yeah, uh, so basically I want to talk about the Alberta Wildfire Repel Program. Okay, yeah. And so uh, a lot of people have probably seen lately in the news, CP, CBC, CTV, whatever you get your news from, uh, the UCP government made budget cuts, which understandably so, cuts had to be made, but in doing so they cut the Repel Program. Okay, yeah. And so with doing that, that kind of puts uh, public safety at a bit of a risk there, Matt. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, right? And even with just like a whole, all the fires that are happening now, like across, not even just Alberta necessarily. Alberta's been hit by a few really, really bad ones. But just like worldwide, like even look at Australia right now, the Amazon. Exactly. Like, and it's like, just a problem going on right now. I mean, this summer, look at high level. That was huge. Uh, town Lacrete right up by there, mm-hmm. they got evacuated twice i believe yeah and there's another there's a third time they almost were evacuated and it's just you can never underestimate how devastating these fires are going to be no 100 percent. i know there's like those days where you wake up and it's just like smoke everywhere exactly we're how far away right? exactly. or even um you looked at B- 
BC, it was the last summer or two summers ago when they had those really bad fires and they yeah. woke up and it looked like it was like 2 a.m. Exactly. Shit, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine living there. Especially for me, man. I got asthma. Exactly. And like, I guarantee you notice that, right? That air yeah. quality just goes down, like especially yeah. in a city like Calgary or Edmonton, right? No, for sure. And yeah, that's one of the things like you don't really realize living in the city, like just how catastrophic some of these fires get, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, basically like a big part with the UCP making these cuts and cutting the program in its entirety, like that's 63 basically 63 firefighters who are good at their jobs and know what they're doing right yeah. and that's that's a whole so, program cut right there no for sure um so go back and go back to like the repel program so you have the repel program right and what other like programs or teams if you want to call them do you guys have uh so like, how's the process like work in a way so alberta wildfire is basically made up of your four programs or four groups i guess you could call them so you have the repel program, which is a seven-man crew. Six of us will repel down onto the fire. Uh, you have your hack crews. Those are a four-man crew. Uh, they're an initial attack as well, but rather than repelling in, they'll land as close as possible. Then you have your unit crews, which I believe are a 20-man crew, and those are more for sustained action. So once that fire is kind of already established, those are kind of the guys that take care of that, and okay. they're the first ones on that sustained group. And you also have your contract, uh, or the fire attack boys, we call them, yep. which are contract crews. And so they're almost like a unit crew. They mostly sustained action. Okay. Um, so when you just work with, like, one group of each division then, right? And that kind of forms your whole uh, team, nope. essentially? or Well, so uh, I was up like, in Do, do you have um, communication with the other team members as well? Like the other yeah. teams? Yeah. Once we're on a fire, everyone has everyone gets a radio channel we're okay. talking to ground to ground and then we have the air to ground and depending how big it is you're calling into base and so once you're on that fire everyone's working towards the same objective right and uh say one week you're on a fire with a uh, hack crew and a unit crew next week you can be on one with another rack crew say two hack crews two unit crews just depending on how big the fire is and what resources are needed on that fire mm-hmm. um what part of the province where you find fires down in uh so my uh last summer and the summer before i was actually based out of lac la biche okay and so my first summer we ended up getting an expert down export down to calgary's district and we ended up actually like you said those bc fires we were on pretty decent size one there and then uh we actually ended up fighting a fire in banff national park oh wow which was a pretty big deal because yeah. it's been a few years since a uh repel repel team or unit i guess uh got to fight a fire in a national park because oh, wow. national parks have their own resources to basically fight those fires oh really they have their own little team then yeah oh i did not know that and so the reason we actually got called in there was because the fire we were on is actually overlooking banff i've got a pretty cool picture i can show you after if you want to yeah, put that on the that. gram oh do a gram shout out for sure but uh yeah, so since we were repel crew, we were able to repel onto that fire because it was it was on the side of the mountain there. And yeah. so with us being able to do that, we were able to repel in and action that fire and prevent it from getting any bigger and causing damage to the park and putting public safety at risk. No, 100%. And that's the big thing once it starts getting to public safety. Exactly. Because right? I, I, um, when me and Tyler went to Jasper, we were going up the gondola side of the mountain, and the guy was actually saying that, a lot of these forest fires are actually good for the environment or the ecosystem because it kind of like restarts everything. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, for Which sure. Good, but it's like, how do they judge? Like, 
I guess, like, once they start getting to civilization, that's the bad part, right? But is there a point where you're like, okay, um, this forest fire doesn't necessarily need to be put out right now. It just needs to be held back just so it can, like, restart that whole cycle again. Like, does that ever happen? Or is it just its main objective is just get it out? Main objective is to put it out. And so uh, I got the numbers here. So basically the goal is to have, if, if your initial attack, like a repel program like us, you want to keep those fires under two hectares or at least get them under two hectares by 10 a.m. the next morning okay. or the next burning period. Yeah. And so 98%, oh, sorry about that, man. 98% success rating you in the were. repel program. Okay. Yeah. And so that's only 2% of those fires that got away from being actioned by a repel program or a repel wow. crew. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, our main job is to stop that before it gets into something big, right? Okay, yeah. And so... With that, like, high level, for example, right? That clearly got bigger, right? Yeah. And so, while it wasn't maintained under that two hectares by the next morning, we were still on that fire. We were still, uh, we had crews rappelling in, cutting pads around that fire to get other crews in. And then, even with that, our crew, we went up there, and we didn't rappel. We ended up just being our own crew up there, actioning that fire, our seven-man crew, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, right now, I feel like... uh, well, there's a stat going around that we only repel or we're only on two percent of fires or something like that was being thrown around by uh minister there yeah and so That's, i mean it's like any stat like that doesn't make sense that'd be like you guys only did one fire then and so there's so a lot, that's such a low percentage so you know there's I mean? about 1200 fires in the province right and so yeah. even two percent that's 24 fires yeah where those 24 fires have a crew on there those don't get bigger yeah. you're not putting anyone at risk right how and, many fires were there in Alberta? Uh, I can't give you the exact number right but now. like an estimation, 1,200? You're looking 1,200, 1,250. Holy shit. And, like, that's the what's, thing. What's, like, the – how big does it have to get before it's considered a forest fire? As soon as as soon as soon there's fire. And so, like, uh, my first year we actually had, I think it was, like, six or seven fires in one day that our crew was on. Like, just – I think we started the morning off uh, down by Cold Lake. Yeah. Uh, we were sustained action on that, so – Fire had already kind of blown up, but uh, unit crew, fire attack crew, hot crew, we had guys on it, right? Yeah. And so we started the morning off. Uh, I think we got down there around 7 in the morning, actioned that for a few hours, and then ended up getting called back to Lac La Biche. Yeah. And then, so me and one of my crew members, we were driving the trucks back with all the gear. While the remaining five members of our crew, they were in the machine, uh, which uh, repel crews will have a medium helicopter assigned to us and yeah. they're fit for us to repel out of okay yeah. and so they were flying back and while they were flying back to lock the bish they got yeah i believe it was five more dispatches yeah and so one or two of those were just one tree wonders we call them where it's a lightning strike it's just one tree oh, okay yeah and so that's one thing with the repel program if it's one tree in the middle of nowhere we can get there before it turns into something say, bigger yeah 10 50 hectare large fire right yeah and so that's the thing. You, you don't hear about a lot of these fires because they're being actioned right away, being put out. And, yeah, you know what? We don't get a lot of credit for them, but that's not what we're doing, it, right? We're doing it for public safety. Yeah. Um, say you are putting a, like a one-tree fire out. How long does that take your team to go do compared to, like, a ground team or another team that would have to, like, drive in or uh, walk in or hike in? How the hell do they do it? So a big thing with that is it depends where it is, right? Yeah. So, 
for us, basically, we repel in if it's over, I believe, 1.2 kilometers. That's the repel fire. Like, that's where, if we're available, we'll get sent there. We'll repel down. We'll either action it right away or we'll get someone on there while the rest cut a pad so other crews can land. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing. I mean, uh, there was a fire in Lac La Biche District my first year. And our crew, we cut, I think it was something like we were averaging two pads a day for six days. Yeah. So just our job was repel, cut pad, load up, go up, repel again, cut a pad, load up, just so those other crews could get in and action those fires so they didn't blow up, right? Yeah. And so kind of kind of getting away. What was your question again? Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm the one remembering that. Um, so if there's a one-tree fire... Um, how long does that take, say, your team to go put out compared okay. to another team that would have to come in and put it out? So if there's no access to that, say, like we were talking before, say you have a fire and it's four kilometers to the closest clearing, Yeah. those other crews, they're going to have to land and they're going to have to hike that four kilometers in. Yeah. Whereas us being repel certified, having our machine equipped for all that, we can just repel right down there, right then, action it right there, and it can be out, say, within an hour. Wow. That's so much, not even the quickness of it, just efficient. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like, um, how close can you, like, can you repel, like, right down, like, right in the group of trees, or do you need, like, an open area? Uh, we need a bit of an opening, but yeah. honestly, probably the size of your table here. Like, the two tables, we could repel into a hole that big. Jam. So that's, like, nothing. Yeah. And so, like, okay, yeah. it's at a crew leader's discretion, right? Yeah. And. Like, that's another thing. These, like, repel crew leaders and, like, well, I guess leaders across the program, but just the two leaders I've had in my experience and just, like, the mentors I've had in the program. Yeah. They're just, they're so experienced in the field. And that's another thing with cutting the program. You're, because not everyone is going to a hack crew or unit crew like we were talking before. Yeah. Some of these guys, like, all they know is repel and that's it. They're done now, right? Yeah. And so... I feel like it's really underestimated how valuable that experience is. And like another thing with the program, the repel program had the highest retention rate out of all the other, like through hack unit fire attack. And so that experience is so valuable. Yeah. And even if you do want to look at it from a money standpoint, right? So having an experienced crew leader who says we don't need those tankers or you can put the bucket machine down early, that's saving you thousands of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And so it's just, you're losing the, those judgment calls, basically. Yeah. And with that, like, if, if you want to argue it's about money, right there, you're losing your argument in my mind. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, so the whole repel program throughout all of Alberta, or is it um, just in, like, your section of, like, Lac La Biche? Uh, is, or is that th- 63 members Alberta-wide? Alberta-wide. Alberta-wide. Yeah. So that whole program is just completely gone. Completely cut, yeah. That's bullshit. And so uh, the districts for the province are Lac La Biche, Edson, Whitecourt, High Level, Slave Lake, Calgary, Fort Mac, Grand Prairie, and Rocky Mountain House. Yeah. Really hope I got them all or else that'll be a little embarrassing. My crew <laughs> leaders are going to chew me out if I got one wrong. One. Sucks to be you if you do uh, then. <laughs> and so the repel program is based out of Lac La Biche, Edson, and Whitecourt. Kind of a belt across the middle of the province, yeah. right? And so... Usually you'll have two crews in Lac La Biche District, two crews in Edson District, and then two crews in Whitecourt. And then those other three crews, they'll be on their days off, we call them, right? Yeah. So basically they're not working there. 
they're getting their their weekend for lack of a better term right okay yeah and so take Lac Labiche for example uh usually it'll be based out of Collin Lake Liegemere or Beaver Lake like right out of Lac Labiche there yeah and so you'll have one repel crew at one base one at the other and then you'll obviously still have like your hack crews at those other bases as well right mm-hmm. yeah and so <coughs> the repel program is just kind of neat how it's in a belt across the middle of the province right yeah. easiest access to get to say like the summer high level yeah. you have crews right in the middle it's not as far from right yeah no, that's an efficient way of doing it, for sure. Because then it's just, like, three hours north. Or, I guess, how how long does it take to drive all the way up north? It's, like, eight, nine hours. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a ways up to high yeah, level. and yes. like. But still, even though, like, that's a very efficient way of doing it. Yeah. Um, so, how many of your, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about, like, future events going forward now, but, like, how many of you, those 63 people now are in um, other areas of the wildfire? Uh, so I know there's a bunch from my recruit class, like my class that went through training okay, yeah. together. A bunch of them are switching over to unit or hack crews. Like I myself, I moved to a hack crew in White Quartz District mm-hmm. for this upcoming summer. But uh, BC actually they offered, I believe it was eight spots oh, in wow. their repel program. Yeah. So that's eight members, wildfire members that Alberta just lost to BC, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's BC's gaining from our our little setback here. And like just talking about the future of the program and stuff like that in all honesty honesty i i wouldn't be surprised if say next year even the program's back yeah but the only concern with that is the reason that i myself i like i said i don't speak for the whole program or even alberta wildfire but uh the reason that i have so much faith in that is sounds pretty bad saying it but I mean, high level last year was huge, right? You had Fort Mac in 2014. Yeah, that was devastating. That. Slave Lake, 2011. Yeah. Slave Lake had another big fire just this past summer. Yeah. And so those were maintained, well, maintained to the level that they were with the utilization of all the crews that the province had to operate. Those yeah. hack guys, unit guys, fire attack, and repel, though. Mm-hmm. And so my concern is that uh, with every year we're getting more and more fires, more intense fires, more devastating, right? Yeah. So my concern is that this next summer, 2020, who's to say there's not going to be a fire in an ice, starts off in an isolated area, crews can't get to it, it's a dry summer day, winds start picking up, that fire starts spreading, and what if we have a repeat of Slave Lake or a repeat of Fort Mac? Yeah. Heaven forbid if that happens. Um, and that's the thing, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, the percentages of a fire that are going to hit civilization or a major civilization are low. But when you look at something where it's 1,200 fires, that could lead into... Exactly. Like, that's if you say there's a 0.1% chance of this happening, you look at that, like, say you're going to surgery and they're like, there's a 0.1% chance of you dying. You're going to be pretty happy with those odds, right? Like, you're not going to be... Comp- but you're still going to want them to have all the resources For needed. Sure. I'm still going to yeah. sign the waiver or whatever. It's like, if you fucking kill me, like, blah, 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 whatever the hell you have to do. Um, but that's the thing, though. It's like, even if there's that 0.1% chance, which is super small, like nothing, that's still 12 fires right there. Yeah. Going. Like, that's a lot, right? And so, obviously, the percentage is even lower than that when you look at it. But, like... Um, but that just shows you just how 
important you guys are. Exactly. Right. Especially when it comes to public safety. And I mean, with how low those percentages are, we still had high level Slave Lake, Fort Mac. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like you said, like it doesn't just affect those communities. Like you were saying with the BC fires last year, like in Edmonton and Calgary, especially you're experiencing that, that smoke and haze, right? Yeah. And for a week I couldn't breathe at football. Exactly. The air quality goes like so poor Mm -hmm. and yeah, you're, hundreds hundreds of kilometers away from those fires and it's still affecting thousands even almost yeah like it's crazy um so what can people do to help your cause uh so right now we do have a uh, little petition on change.org i i can share that for the instagram there for you send me send me everything that you want sounds good i'll post it i'll give you (laughs) shout outs all the time and then the other thing that people can do is write to your local mlas because let them know that this is a concern to you, right? And so, because yeah. right at the start, it was just our program got cut and a lot of people didn't realize the effects that that could have on them, right? Yeah. Like, you're taking away, and there's a couple articles in the media calling us elite firefighters. We're not writing that. In no way are we saying we're yeah. better or anything like that. But it's just a different, it's a different tool in our toolbox, right? where hot crew is going to have different benefits, a unit crew is going to have different benefits. All these crews provide different strengths to tackling wildfires, right? Yeah. And so with that, like, it's just let people know that you're concerned about this because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it, yeah, you know what? The Repel program was unreal, but I still do have a job. So that's not what my number one concern is it's not work right mm-hmm. and that's a lot of the comments you'd see on facebook well actually a lot of them are really supportive of the program but you'd see the few oh well they lost their job that's just comes with cuts that's not our concern our yeah. concern is public safety like if you're gonna tell me that you have the opportunity to prevent something like that happening yeah 10 times out of 10 i'm gonna i'm gonna want to prevent that right yeah i think the worst part of all that is it's not like the government is super protective about their money and super aware of where every cent is going and making sure they're getting their money back essentially, or at least it's going back into the economy or into their country. But that's not the case. Like they'll just write no. bullshit checks here and there. They'll pay for everything for all their employees, et cetera, which I'm fine with to extent, but like you even look where, um, who is the conservative leader? Kenny. Yeah, how he, um, I don't know if it was Kenny or the other one, I forget, but the one where he was using the... Um, oh, you're talking federal, Sheer. Yeah, Sheer, that's his name, Andrew Sheer, um, where he used his uh, government money to pay for his child's private schooling or whatever it was, right? So you just look at that, it's like, okay, well, that's fucking, that's bullshit, right? And I just think that since they can't even control their own money and be aware of where they're putting it all... And then they're cutting this program, which is such a big program, and public safety. Like, that's just annoying, right? And so I'm sure they've written mil- like they've spent millions of dollars more on just pointless stuff. And so like right? I just want to be a little careful, don't want to lose my job with government. But uh, so like the one thing, uh, one of our other guys in the program, not gonna say any names, just in case, yeah. might get him in trouble. But I believe it was like 1.4 million dollars is being saved by cutting the program. At least that's the that was the number on. Uh, the one podcast that he did an interview on. Can't remember if it was him or the other guys that said it. Yeah. And then 
so like total it's not just the rappel program being cut they're cutting tanker groups back they're cutting towers back so it's like tanker groups are being uh i don't know the exact numbers they're not going to be active as many days of the year right and these towers so the towers uh that spot the smokes that turn into fires that we get sent to right yeah they cut those down too because they want to try using satellite i think satellite imaging or something like that so just basically like a video camera yeah and so even with like all the cuts combined it's 23 million that the ucp are cutting from the budget there yeah but then they allow for a uh, 750 million dollar contingency budget for emergency funds Mm -hmm. and so my thing right there would you not want to stop it before it gets to that like up in high level we had crews from from the states like there was one from uh Washington. I want to say one from Colorado. I talked to a few guys from, and then we had, there was crews from South Africa up there, yeah. and then all across province, like or I mean country, sorry, like Ontario. We had guys. We had guys from BC, etc. And so, if we're already needing those additional resources from out of province, I just don't see the logistics behind it making any sense to cut your own province, right? Yeah, that makes zero sense to me. Especially when it's just such a small number in the big scheme of their budget. Exactly. Well, I guarantee you. That's such a. I guarantee you, Fort Mac, that costs them more than $23 million right there. Right? And it's just 100%. one of those. You're getting rid of a line of defense right there. Yeah. Yeah, and you would think that, if anything, just take it, reduce the fund by that much. Right? Because I feel like. The when contingency you are fund with, you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like with that huge fund. Like twenty three million, yes, um, you do need to have that money put aside. But I feel like the twenty three million in that big bucket is just like a drop. Exactly. Right. I know that's what you said. It's just a drop in there. So I don't know why they just can't. Okay, it's lower this, but here. Oh, trust okay. me, we we were that's, asking the same questions. <laughs> that's so. I don't know. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Like I'm lost for words right now. That just it's doesn't putting make a band aid on an arteri- arterial bleed. That's what it is. Like yeah. you can cut that much right now, but then say you have one of these devastating catastrophic fires. Yeah. You're gonna be putting yourself in the hole by X times however much you thought you were saving by making yeah. those cuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And yeah, at the and end of the day, like the past. Uh, past three wildfire seasons have been some of the most devastating yeah. the province has well, ever endured. And, like, I don't know what the cause of all that is, if it is global warming or if it is just by accident or whatever, but, like, it does seem that not even in our own province or country, but just, like, the whole world is just getting more and more fires that are worse and worse and worse, right? So it's, like, it's not something that's declining. It's something that seems to be increasing. Exactly. Right? And so Which would you not want to rather... Rather than cut your defenses, would you not want to reinforce them? At least increase, them? Yeah. yeah. Or at least maintain. Exactly. Right at the bottom level. So is there anything else that you would like to add? Uh, the one thing I would like to also add is just with what people can do. Uh, yeah. I think I got it somewhere in here. Yeah. Um, if you want, like, you can even, like, type out the Instagram post as well, too. And then send sure. it to me just so it's like I make sure I've got everything in that thing. Uh, so yeah people can follow save alberta repel on instagram and then if you have any questions like i guarantee you anyone that's on that account or if you want to reach out to me like all of us would be more than willing to but the other thing was uh the government recently put out their budget consultation for the year so if you want to you want to stir up some stir something up there maybe go 
we'll fill that out and <laughs> tell them how you feel about that. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, the one other thing, like just going back to like money, right? It's uh, I don't want to get into the politics of it too much, but there's a four point eight billion dollar tax cut to these oil corporate corporations, and they're leaving, right? Mm-hmm. And so my thing right there is that's just another example. If we can afford that, can we not afford public safety? Bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Is that how you want to end this? Oh, might as well. Hey. hey. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, no worries. I appreciate you coming on, man. It was a blast. I'll make sure to post that. Get the word out. For sure. Thank you. 20 listeners. Well, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank All right, you. Adios, man.